Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Two Haven't Two Roll podcast. My name is Oliver. I am one half of your hosting duo. My co-host Robin and I are joined by Autumn. Autumn is a crew member at the Empire LARP game system here in the UK. Autumn also runs the Empire LARP audio channel, where Autumn and her team read out and make audio versions of the Empire Wiki entries. The Profound Decisions team release wiki entries in between events, called the winds of war and the winds of fortune these are updates on what's happening in the campaign and the greater world within empire and with thousands of players there is a lot of information to be put out there during this downtime we talk about what goes into turning the wiki into an audio form we also talk about what it's like to be a referee in the empire lab system if you are watching this on youtube give us a thumbs up if you're new here consider subscribing it is completely free and it goes a long way to help support us if you are listening on your favorite audio platform consider giving us a five-star review and with that all out of the way let's get into our conversation with autumn There we go, we're recording. We have uh, Autumn here with us of Empire LARP Audio. Um, not just of Empire LARP Audio, of of many things, I'm sure, right? <laughs> just a few. Yeah, yeah. So how, how, did, your, how did you get into the, the LARP sphere, Autumn? Well, LARP sphere in general, um, oh God, <laughs> back, back when it was um, PD running Maelstrom. Mm. So I must have been 17. Uh One of my friends had mentioned, so there's this thing that you can do. You know how you love your video games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's this thing called LARP where you can, like, dress up and be your character. And I'm like, it's cosplay, but better. Oh, my God, let's go. (laughs) And they've never managed to get rid of me. <laughs> so, it just hasn't happened. <laughs> so, so you, were you in Maelstrom like from the? How long did Maelstrom actually run for? Maelstrom was running for a very long time. Really? I think I came into Maelstrom about halfway through its lifespan. Yeah. Oh wow! So I you, think. yeah. So, so you were quite heavily invested in it then when they, because that's the one they blew up, right? They went. Oh yeah, big red button. Yeah. What, what was that like? Was big red button. Because <laughs> um, I can't imagine it in Empire. Like, I can't. I can't wrap my head around what that would no, be I, like. I think I'd be devastated. Mm. <laughs> and that's the thing. Loads of people were so upset when it finished. But before it finished, we got the little flyers that came out saying "New Game Empire Up," and they were also running another game at the time called Odyssey, which I sort of half worked on and half played. Um, watching that entire game blow up was heartbreaking but also fascinating to see what happened in the end because like end of the game end of the last sort of weekend we all got around um matt and the game crew we're all sort of sat in a semicircle around the tavern but the tavern had a second floor then so it's matt up top and it was like free for all questions of all the answers that that people have been wondering about and you know the there was like a, a a famous undead in the system called Dandy. And finally, someone asked, who is Dandy's necromancer? And this one guy who like nobody knew stood up in the crowd and went, I am Dandy's necromancer. <laughs> Roaring applause, <laughs> furious, crying. Like that's the vibe of all the 
all the little plot lines and stories and all coming to an end and then everybody getting so excited for Empire. I had no idea they did that. That's like a post-series like post, like, post uh, series HBO kind of sit-down chat thing. Being like, oh, yeah. So, Everyone's theories being like, you know, brought out and discussed and, and everything. That's like, that, that's, that's a bit more exciting then, yeah. Yeah. If they hadn't have done that and it had all been like off or like done online or something, you wouldn't have had the impact. But hearing all the answers being questioned at the end of the game was fast i don't think you could do that with empire because the game's too big yeah do, do, yeah, yeah do you think it is is getting to that stage because I, I remember i said to matt because i was fascinated by the whole like blowing the system up thing and i'm just yeah. like I, I don't know whether it's just i can't wrap my head around it because like it, it just feels like it's an ip now that is just will just be around even if the game yeah. didn't run right yeah there's like, there's like music of it and there's, there's so much mm. art and yeah um, there's yeah there's so many stories that people tell about it i just can't imagine it just like all right now it's now it's gone completely forever like don't quote me on this but the way that i understand it is in matt's games there tends to be buttons built into it <laughs> So anything that PD runs, I expect that there will be a big red button that says don't press or a number or a series of buttons that say you are welcome to press these and suffer the consequences of your actions. Um, I can imagine it happening, but it I can't see it happening with Empire at any point in the same way it would have done with Maelstrom. Right. So not like an end yeah. of the world, right? You're basically, you're all dying this event, so have no. fun type thing. No. Yeah. Couldn't see it happening. It'd be like a, it'd be a rolling stone situation. Yeah. And it'd slowly, slowly start building and all... Because, like in Empire, you've got so many people making so many decisions, profound decisions, one profound might say. Decisions, yeah. Um, <laughs> And the reaction to them can be so varied and so organic in the game. You can't guess what's really going to happen. Like some plot writers might have a good idea of like, okay, there's this option, this option. But in the whole sphere of the field with so much plot going on and so many like interpersonal relationships, it's always something, there's always something interesting. And there's always like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> It it sounds like because it it sounds like Matt had a had a plan obviously with with Empire. So I think I think even though I can't get my head around it from what he was saying to us, he and what you just said there, he that and profound decisions they put forward Empire because Matt is very much like if I if I if I had a better game to run the Empire, that I would run it. So I'm assuming <laughs> that's what it, the, the situation was at Maelstrom. I'm assuming it was very much like okay, we're ending this, but. This is we have we coming. have something else. Yeah. 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 So, and like they ran Odyssey at the same time as well, which was a vastly different game, but was still loads of fun. Mm -hmm. But like it feels like and you'll forgive the analogy. Uh, HBO had a had a had a series called Rome, right? Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Absolutely impeccable. That died. And then Game of Thrones came after and it blew everybody sometimes yeah. even if the game is good yeah. you've got to go i'm just going to shelve that to go and do this cool thing over here yeah and honestly i think empire has the the player base the teams the structure to be able to continue building it 
rather than going press the big red button or yeah. or just shelve it and then we'll make something else. I yeah. think Empire's got a lot left to give. Yeah, I hadn't actually considered that. Yeah, because because yeah, Game of Thrones from when the game's been running, yeah, Game of Thrones was kind of like the the hot thing, you know. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's got it looks like it's got better legs than Game of Thrones as well. Yeah, <laughs> still going. I think it's lasted longer. There we go. Yeah, it certainly has. Well, I hope they don't end it like Game of Thrones. <laughs> I will be upset. <laughs> Can you imagine? So you so you played in you played in you played in Maelstrom and in in Odyssey. So when yeah. Empire came along, have you have you ever played Empire or oh, have, yeah. have you just or have you yeah. just crew? So um, I pl mostly played Maelstrom. I then sort of half played and half crewed Odyssey. Mm -hmm. So I worked in like costume and SFX, makeup special effects mm -hmm. in Odyssey, and played one god. Um, you played a god. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I played a god in Odyssey, so I played so I played Hecate in Odyssey, which meant um, I had a certain member of staff, uh, Matt, um, in a dog mask, fanning me with a palm frond because um, <laughs> it was one Love of his it. favorite gods and he wanted to be there. So I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is cool. Um, and then Empire came along and I said, I'm a play. Mm -hmm. I'm a go play for a bit. I played for two events mm -hmm. and I went. This isn't for me. Weirdly, it isn't for me. And there were some teasing troubles back then. Um, and it wasn't so much to do with the game, but because it was a new and emergent system and people were sort of transitioning from playing Maelstrom into Empire, it, yeah. it felt a bit kind of, I'm not quite ready for this yet. I'm going to leave it for a bit. And then I came back as a player again. Oh God, how many years ago are we talking? Six years ago? Mm -hmm. And I played in, again, in Navarre. And uh, I was the brand of the Bitterbark and the Bitterbarks had a tea house. So we we're like a nice little, for anyone who's wondering, we had a nice lovely little central hub that was a tea house, but also a den of absolute snakes and uh, rumor mongering <laughs> and spy mastery because it was a tea house and we served the tea. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, not always the tea. Um, and <laughs> then the pandemic hit. And I was like, okay, we'll just rejig the tea house because I don't really want to be serving food and drink post-pandemic. I'd be way too worried. And slowly that train of thought went around to maybe I just don't want to play anymore. Mm -hmm. And made big eyes at people like Claire Evans and Emma Woods and they went send us an email you know where to send it do you tell us what you want to do and I went okay I'd like to try refing full-time please mm -hmm. and that started at the first event after the pandemic and now I'm here again again crewing for PD <laughs> again. so did, were you um were you refing for other systems then before you decided to jump into refing there or no. Now, refing wasn't a thing that had really ever appealed to me, mm -hmm. um, weirdly, in other systems. I had a quick look at like LT um, and refing there. I was like, nah, not really my thing. Um, but I'd always enjoyed working on like the special effects stuff. Um, so I went, well, I've been playing this game long enough now that I can probably ref. And if I don't know the question, we've got tablets. So yeah. I thought, yeah, okay, we'll do that. I will time how long it takes me 
to start doing SFX again because it will eventually happen. And what you can't see is all the SFX stuff I've been working on hidden over the other side of this Kallax. <laughs> so that nobody can see it. I'm like, move that out of the way. That's secret. Uh -huh. Put it over there. So yeah, it wasn't something that I thought I'd end up doing. And it's in reality, maybe a third of what I end up doing mm -hmm. for PD. But the refing, I, I love it. I yeah. really enjoy it. Something I get we know the... very little about. So yeah, do do you have like is there is there a because I know there's a lot of like volunteer um, mm. you're all volunteers but there's a lot of people who who play and then will battle ref. Is there mm -hmm. like two teams of like battle refs and uh, refs that obviously just walk around the field or are you just are you all just doing every type of refing? So here's the deal. So if you're going to well if you're a player and you say okay I'm going to fight one battle. But I kind of don't want to monster the other one. I'd rather do like a battlefield ref thing. You can do that. That doesn't make you a ref. It makes you like a, for that particular battle, you're volunteering to help out the skirmish refs. Right. Which is a, okay. a it's a great alternative if, say, you can't get into makeup. I, I initially did that because I, I i was in full madden makeup i'm like if you think i'm putting a latex mask on when i have beat my face this well that ain't happening also i have a skin condition so i was like let's try battlefield ref mm -hmm. um, so that's one thing you can do uh but when you sign up to be a full-time ref i.e you don't play yeah mm -hmm. full-time ref you kind of have to pick where you're going mm -hmm. um so most of the time people will go either I'm skirmish ref or I'm field ref. Field refs tend to, on the whole, walk about and respond to radio calls. Yeah. Skirmish refs will be on things like encounters, skirmish, battle, that kind of thing. I am slightly different in that I live inside the regio tent. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is a new thing, sort of, because now... The Regio tents sort of become like a second god, almost. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, don't kill me. Adam, <laughs> don't kill me for stating that, but well, it kind of is. It seems like, because we, we don't know there once, because obviously when you go, you get your ritual done, then you've got to go in and give yeah. your PID and things like that. Yeah. So, so is that yeah. is that you then refing? Yeah, how does it work? So with rituals, do, do, do like refs need to be present for that type of Always. thing to be like making sure that it's, yeah, it's everything's going every board. single so we don't mark your rituals mm -hmm. right it's not like in lt where you get like a little scoreboard out of mm -hmm. x the rituals are prescribed on the wiki as to what you need to do mm -hmm. but every single ritual that you do has to be registered with us right because there's always a, an effect that comes out of the end of it whether yeah. it's aesthetic or mechanical or whatever yeah it's not like ripping a potion and then you monitor the effects of it because, mm -hmm. like, if you do a ritual like, I don't know, Twilight Masquerade, mm -hmm. and you change your lineage, but you don't register it, we don't know. Or say if you do, um, I don't know, the one for the Herb Gardens. Um, I've now completely forgotten what it's called, and I'm the one who processes the most of them. Um, <laughs> get, it's a winter one for Herb Gardens, anyway. Robert, uh, you should know this. I should. I, should I'm like, Robert's in a winter it. house. You should know it. Oh my god! As soon as you said, it, and I was like, oh yeah, my house had just done something like that. They've been talking about it for a while. Oh my god! No, that's for disseminate. That's for discerning curses. Uh, 
I'll remember it in a minute and I'll blurt it out. Watch. It'll be something creepy. So, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so if you do that, but you don't register it with us, you're not going to get the mechanical effect of having your herb garden production mm-hmm. increased. So um, there was actually a recent rumor that went around the field saying, oh, if it's under this magnitude, you don't need to go register. It's like, no, every single ritual has to come to us. Mm-hmm. So what we do in the Regio tent is um, people will come to us normally just after or just before they've done their ritual to go, okay, we've done this ritual on these things give us some results sometimes it's just as simple as give us the manner and other stuff sometimes it's okay now we've got to sit here and print out a little thing to read to them um sometimes it's doing things like whispers through the black gate and making sure we've got the person who's being or thing that's being summoned um in the tent um then on top of that i run the sfx that comes through the regio stones so there's like sounds and sound effects that come through it at different times. And then you'll have somebody like Lee or uh-huh. Wookie from SFX mm-hmm. with like a, a, the, the dragon, which is a portable smoke machine, flamethrower. <laughs> Is this standing the, behind the door is this the, is this because the, they because people were saying that they've got they've they like pd you've got a new smoke machine new smoke machine mm-hmm. is this like a new is this a new thing the that, flamethrower mm-hmm. has been around for a little while wow. yeah okay yeah. but it, it's it's quite good and it is literally a flamethrower <laughs> that just throws it's very it's quite dangerous yeah. so you've got to be really careful with it and then um yeah so we've got sfx and normally like because of the queues, two to three refs in that area any one time. Uh, but we don't just do rituals. We do bondings and various other assorted things like checking skills, redoing rituals. Oh, um, so that's good to know then because, yeah, sometimes yeah. you're like, oh, I need something bonded. So so Reg- Regio Tent is a good place to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, good... Rich! Don't kill me! Don't kill me! That <laughs> Everybody, line up. Uh, there yeah, does yeah, seem yeah, to be. Here, second yeah. God, Red it, you. Is there always a is there always a line for for rituals? Because sometimes I go really up there is. and it's like it's quietish, and the other times I go up there yeah. and it's like a big line, you know. So it's that it's the it's the sun chair theory of if we go when everybody else has gone off to battle, there's going to be no queue. Now a thousand other people are thinking that. So there's nearly always somebody waiting. But the biggest, like the number one question we always get asked, and I've considered having it printed and hung on the door, is, is the Regio free? Is there a queue? Now, here's the thing. The Regio queue has got nothing to do with the refs because that's in character. Yeah. If there are people in English fashion (laughs) waiting... (laughs) Waiting to use the Regio. <laughs> Join the end of it. <laughs> you can, or you can murder everybody. Yeah. You know, and then get used to the Regio. And like, that is entirely an icy decision. To come and speak to us uh-huh. and register a ritual, that's different. Yeah. That is a case of wait in the queue. We'll get to you as soon as we can get to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's nearly always something going on. The yeah. quietest I tend to see it is about midnight on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> when everybody's at like a bar getting <laughs> drunk. That's it. And that's yeah. when I go, right, bed. 
<laughs> there we go. The best time to go now. You've got a thousand people showing up at midnight. midnight. <laughs> midnight Don't you dare! <laughs> Everyone shows up. Get that smoke machine out. Do you have? Do you have like different? I'm assuming you have like different effects with different yeah. rituals and times yeah. of day and things like that. Is it ritual yep. specific or time of day specific? Or? So um, I started making soundscapes based on which ritual you were casting. Then realized how long that would take me. Um, so I've got a couple of the couple of the bigger, more impactful rituals have got specific soundscapes that are designed to loop. Um, so Whispers Through the Black Gate is the biggest one, and that one's even got um, SFX built in to time it. So if you ever do a Whispers Through the Black Gate, you'll hear bells going off, one at three minutes, one at six minutes, one at nine minutes, and then three will go off at ten, which is when people will get pulled back behind the curtain of the labyrinth, so to speak. And for ones that we don't have specific soundscapes for, uh, I basically have, it's something like a 20 gig sound bank in Ableton with a launch pad nice. that I nice. can go, okay, I want bells, birds, and I want a river, and then I want ghosts. So I'll just press all those and let them ping off until I need them to stop. Yeah. And you, you're just, because uh, you're kind of ref, you're just like, sitting there watching like doing it in your kind yep. of yeah you're just sitting there going oh this <laughs> now, now, yeah. now's time now's time now yeah. now we have to and it's difficult sometimes and it's something i'm gonna have to look at for the next event because if i'm looking like clear line of sight to the regio to see what people are doing and what they're saying and their movements and whatnot and then somebody comes stands in the doorway and it's like can i bomb this item and i'm like can't <laughs> I can't see what they're doing. So we've talked about various ways of being able to like get up close or be able to have like a feed to hear what people are saying mm -hmm. yeah. or see what they're doing, which we're looking at, but I think that's a long way off. Yeah. yeah that requires rigging them up and like putting mini lavaliers or something in the yeah like rigging the, them yeah. up or even having something that you like sit like actually sit inside or something like that you know yeah. can you imagine mm. <laughs> but yeah but when i'm not doing that it's just processing rituals and then occasionally responding to radio calls or occasionally having to go off on encounters because they're short of folks mm -hmm. um and then the the only other super interesting thing I do is play an Eternal in the Regio. But that's pretty interesting. So. It is kind of cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, if you've ever been to the Regio at about one o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday or Sunday, you'll hear Andy Raff playing Leviathan, doing his best um, Richard Nixon space whale voice. <laughs> <laughs> If you come at another time and you hear people asking for sun, i.e. doing clear council to the overflowing river, you're hearing me from behind the regio tent doing a silly voice. Voice, yeah. So what's what what is the um what what's what's the law behind uh behind eternals and coming to the realm? So when they're because they can't they can't like come to no like the mortal whatever whatever that yeah. is called the mortal realms or whatever um or not just the non-magical realm so yeah. are, are they being like what, what's, what's actually happening uh in game there is are they being like project like the voice being projected or something or what? so with um because they so 
Eternals can project their voices as long as there's a connection being made. Right. So when people do things like swim Leviathan's depth, mm-hmm. they're paying a token to Leviathan to say, I am giving you this token and I'm asking you a question. And then when they come back to the ritual, um, they can go, right, Leviathan, give us your answer. And because they are effectively making a connection with that realm and with that eternal, that eternal can respond. So it's not just like uh, them, say, Leviathan just knocking on the radio stones and being like, oh, are you here yet? You have to like specifically <laughs> request their presence. Yeah. Oh, so that's the way new. that works. Yeah. It, and it's the same for like Leviathan, Sung and Rashanwi. Um, those are the three big sort of come yeah. and talk to me rituals. Yeah. How do yeah. you find playing Sung? What, what's, what's the demeanor like? Is it... I love Sun. Um, She is, so in canon, she is a big winged rainbow serpent. And she's always very calm and she never raises her voice. Mm -hmm. Um, Very sibilant in her speech and kind of playful because she really loves mystery. And she hates when people ask her direct questions like give me the cold hard truth and so i be like go speak to the global snotch why are you speaking to me <laughs> i am every i'm all about the mystery mm-hmm. so when you get responses from sung they're normally in riddles Ooh, that's, it's that's, great fun it's, it's juicy role play it's honestly great fun whereas leviathan which is the antithesis to sung mm-hmm. the direct questioning is so direct it's like using google he's the empire's (laughs) equivalent of google (laughs) ask a question get an answer done yeah we we, Um, we need him we need him on the wiki like the little paper clip you know what can can i help you find i see you're trying to destroy the cruise would you like a hand there (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's cool so so, sung's is it night what realm is yeah, night realm, yeah, night. yeah, because yeah, there, I've, I've, I've no, I've had no dealings with um, any type of night magic, but it's all, yeah, it's all about like indi- indirectness, I guess, isn't yeah. it? Right, it's all about mystery and uh, and and sleuthing. So yeah. what? Are, so what you uh, you said you go on like encounters and things like that. Is do you yep. like do a bit of like NPCing or a little bit of kind of skirmish crew or something? So my first NPC thing is going to be next event, and I can't talk about it. Um, we, we won't tell. <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell until the podcast comes. We won't out. tell, and then we tell um, everybody. Everybody can piece it together. It's fine. I just can't say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done a little bit of NPCing in other games, but not for Empire. And it's not because I don't want to. It's because I'm too busy. Sounds it. Yeah. So it's normally say like um, if you've ever seen like people heading off for the calavisi mystic vision quest things okay they'll need a ref to guide them through the swamps ah, right, or mean, protect yeah. the periphery mm-hmm. yeah. or hand out curse cards or mm-hmm. start traumatic wounding everybody um yeah. that sort of thing and i've yeah. done battlefield um but because of the state of my joints i.e the crumbling to dust I can't go and do all the running around and literally getting in the middle of crushes because I will literally fall apart like wet cake if I do that now. Yeah, um, it, gets, it gets rough. Yeah. It, oh, oh, it does. Like I have been full on punched in the face by players before. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, you, you, yeah. like the, the refs, 
they it is magic because because you you rescue like you do disappear like that's, the immersion is so high is like you <laughs> disappear until yep. we want to see you which is yep. and usually the only times we kind of want uh, we we notice that you're there is one if we're like looking for you to be like oh yeah I want to bomb this item or something like that yeah, um, yeah to, to, and uh, two if you obviously like just appear in front of us in in battle and that you're like oh here's a traumatic wound you're like where did you co- where did you come from it's like ghosts it's yeah. great yeah. Yeah. and honestly I think because of the way that PD said at the start of the game like we don't want the refs to stand out too much because mm. it is kind of immersion breaking and rest and other systems might be in like high vis which is super immersion breaking because that is is a real world so even if pink orange with that silver button Mm. as soon as i see that i'm like what's happening but because of the way that refs dress in the gold yellow quartered with the black it's less intrusive Yeah. yeah and we don't try to like stand out in the middle of nowhere like being very obvious we'll try and move to the side or hide behind something so that we're not in the middle of it um and i think that's the magic of it i think the magic is is literally being able to say we've got semi-icy kit so that you can reduce the impact you're having like you say it's reducing it and just making it easier and the, the the third time that you notice you notice refs in a meta way is when there's a few of them around like a character or a monster and you're like oh dear something's <laughs> happening yeah 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 that that's the thing like out on the battlefield some of the situations i've seen refs get into are basically we're like you know about to charge into one another and there'll be a little dip and i'll just see some ref just sitting down there and i'm just like <laughs> but how like, you're not safe there surely you're not nope. safe and then i forget about them after that so i hope they're usually okay but they usually <laughs> are usually yeah. you see them it's like or or if we're like fighting and I'm like, oh, the ground's a bit bad here. And I start looking around for a ref for permission to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they're not stopping me. So let's just keep going. <laughs> like the amount of positions we had to put ourselves in when doing like battlefield refing um, stuff is two great big armies coming up against each other, ready to, and you literally dive into the gap. <laughs> And just arms out and do horse stance for as long as you can or lay down. Yeah. Because then you become the physical barrier. So the people, but like. Hopefully. (laughs) Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you take a calculated risk and realize you're bad at math. Yeah. That's it. Like, and you get your face kicked or you get accidentally like pole whipped by something. Yeah. And that's another thing. If you've been on battles where there's been barricades like mm-hmm. walls and stuff people yeah. try like going around the sides over the top and you just get face whipped yeah. with things and that's the point where you're taking players aside and going buddy you need to not <laughs> my face hurts i need you to not do that please yeah it, and it's yeah. quite uh it's it's tricky as well because it's it's a high it's, it's like I say it's a lot of people it's, an, it's a high adrenaline situation as well oh yeah you know oh yeah so you know it's not it's not always you're not always sure how you know players are going to react to you being like hey just <laughs> you're about a 10 i need you to be yeah. about a three right about yeah. now please and that applies to the refs too mm. like don't get me wrong it's not just the players in that high adrenaline you're also in sort of a metered state of that because you've got to make sure all these people are safe yeah and okay yeah. so you've got to approach it 
if a player has done something, um, you know, either against the rules or isn't safe, you've got to approach it from a, here's factually the thing, mm-hmm. please don't. Yeah. And you've then got to process if they do respond in a way that isn't good, mm-hmm. how to then carry that on. But there's such a robust way of managing it. And we've got so many skirmish refs who are literally horizontal with mm-hmm how they manage these things yeah. um, and so laid back and matter of fact that that you are protected and yeah. everybody's got your back if a player does incorrectly decide to kick off at you because yeah. and that's the one thing don't don't question a ref when they say no in the moment always yeah. go back after the battle whatever and say i think a ref made a bad call there can we discuss it like absolutely because sometimes we'll make mistakes we're humans. We don't. Yeah. We won't know everything, and sometimes we make bad calls because we're human. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going to ask you but that. But in that moment, don't don't fight. Just yeah. accept. Okay, call. Cool. Ref's word is law. Go. Yeah. And then question it afterwards. Yeah, is, that is, is an easy thing. Easy thing, like because it's a, it's a, the immersion is so good, and that's like like that you say the the refs are adding. You know, you're, you're yeah. trying to facilitate that immersion, but yeah, there are times where you're just like. I'm actually fighting a load of orcs, and they're they're co- and you're like no, actually yeah. they're they're probably they're probably my friend from another nation, yeah, in an orc mask. Um, yep. But you you get competitive, and um and then then you know ref will be because I've done it myself. I've like a ref yeah. came up to me uh, at, at E1 this year, um and I was getting struck down so many times, and <laughs> I I went down, and ref was like you need to go all the way to the floor, and I was like Button I did, back. and back. I was I was like I did, I was like no, I'm sorry, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but you just. Where get... I did, I'm sorry. It's fine. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. where's the best place? So people do have like, because um, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Because when we talked about that on a podcast, I was like, yeah, the best thing to do is just go and is just say, yeah, and then uh, go speak to someone afterwards. Where's the best place yeah. for the people to go if they have like rules, queries, and that? Pop to God. God, yeah. Pop to God. Mm-hmm. Um, don't. I probably wouldn't approach another ref. I would let it be handled because what will normally happen is it'll get logged as person got pulled by a ref query this it'll then go to one of the head refs or it'll go to ref desk so it'll go to somebody like emma or rich they'll look at it and make a call and if we have done something they do come back to us mm-hmm. and say naughty naughty that mm-hmm. was the wrong call to make mm-hmm. and i've done it as a ref yeah. i have been skirmishing one day and battle refing the next and messed up on the skirmish mm-hmm. because of what I was doing. And then the next day, the ref that gave me the warning saw me coming along and saw me putting on a ref's tabard. And I went, I know, I messed up. I'm sorry. That's cool. There's yeah. like no hard feelings yeah. at yeah. all. Yeah. It's just everybody messes up from time to time. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Just, just don't do it again. But it sounds very much like a sports ref. Is is it because oh, yeah. a sports my understanding of a sports ref is that you, you're there to be impartial and you're there to facilitate the rules and facilitate safety and that's that's yeah. it basically pretty much it yep. yeah that's about the size of it, it and there's going to be circumstances that you wouldn't normally come across um, in your day to day life and there's going to be emergencies that happen and it's mm-hmm. about thinking on your feet yeah and I think this is the most important thing when it comes to being a ref. Loads of people assume that being a ref means you have an encyclopedic knowledge of the game and you know all the rules. No, 
doesn't happen. The most valuable thing you can do as a ref is go, I don't know. I'm going to go and ask. Yeah. Never be scared to ask, like, because you don't know. And if you can't find it on the wiki or the rule set or whatever, go seek out the answer. It might be something that's been missed or it might be such an esoteric question that there's not previously been an answer for it. Well, that's the thing when so, you've got so many people interacting with a rule set, sometimes there's going to, things are going to come up like that. It's just like, oh, yep. actually, you know, is it, is it, you know, is this how it works? And then it might not, this, the scenario might never have come up before, you know? Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 So I take it like the the rest as well. So like I know you said that there is um different parts that you have um refs and things. Mm -hmm. Do people tend to do refs tend to stick to their own sort of special areas usually? As in, if somebody has a very high knowledge in the battlefield and the calls and things like that, would those people more likely just stick to that area? Or is it a bit more fluid than that? Like, do you have days where you could end up anywhere on the field doing anything? So it's a good question. I think it depends. Because of the split that you have when you sign up as a ref to go, do you want to be like skirmish or are you going to be field? Like I went, well, I can't walk about too much. So I'm going to concentrate on Regio. And I'm going to specialize in magic and rituals and how you process them. And there are some refs who enjoy the fluidity of just being able to flip from camp to camp and do odd jobs. And there are some that will just stick to one thing and they're so efficient on it and they will just keep doing that and they know it inside out. It does depend. But the nice thing is, is that there's availability to do that because that's not something you might get in other systems. So you have got the freedom to go, okay, well, I'm going to focus on this. We all good with that? Yeah, cool. Okay, go. Because there's there's so much of the game to cover. Mm-hmm. You need that kind of spread from the amount of refs that we do. Please join. If you're considering joining the ref team, please do. <laughs> uh, I need, we actually need more. Um, so, yeah, it, it isn't just about doing 30,000 steps a day and visiting every single camp sometimes it is i'm going to stay in this general area and help out for this and then i'll go and see um what else can be done and sometimes that's just going to god and sitting on the ref desk yeah the ref crews that come in there yeah i'll put i'll put the i'll put the email and the links all down in the description so people because because yeah i know i know we had um, mike on from mpc and he was like we need more npcs but i think i I think another another uh hole to be filled is is refs i mean how how many is is it a lot you need or is it like not as many not as many as mike needs for mpc right okay but still quite a few still quite a few still quite a few (laughs) yeah it's the thing with a game a game that i think so so many people love playing and it's such a popular game that it's like i every every time i speak to someone on the crew side i'm just like you know what that actually sounds really really fun actually to do that but i also really want to play the game (laughs) Mm, that's the problem so with other roles like people like you work in god do get playtime if you work Mm -hmm. on traffic crew you get playtime if you work on red capping in general you get playtime Refs don't. We don't. Um, I had approximately an hour last event to play as my character, and I can't get involved in plot. I can't go and do crime. 
no crime. Can I put a crime on someone? I can't go and do anything impactful because that's, you know, I shouldn't, as an ancillary rest and relaxation character, go and do things that impact the game and then go and put my ref tabard on and possibly referee that. No, that's yeah. just we keep the two nice and separate yeah but convincing people to go jump the fence mm-hmm. no you can't play yeah and please subscribe to do this for an amount of time rather yeah. than just an yes. event yeah it is difficult uh-huh. and i think that's why the majority of the referees that we have are slightly older mm-hmm and have done it in other systems and yeah. or have played a character and now they're like, yeah, I'm yeah. good now. I've played yeah. what I wanted to. Uh, I'll go and referee. Yeah. So it's it's trying to convince people yeah. to give up their character for a bit. Yeah. It's, it depends when, on... Yeah. <laughs> do, do you ever get any yeah. involved in any of like the, the, like the plot side of it at all? Because I know that's what Mike's... Because Mike obviously was saying, oh, yeah, I've seen quite... I think he said to us... Oh yeah, I've seen. I feel like I've seen too much now. I feel like I've seen too much to go back and play from the from the um like behind the curtain. Yeah, it not direct involvement until recently because mm-hmm. I started making props and stuff for certain plot lines. Mm-hmm. I've making soundscapes for various encounters. Um, but the thing is, when you're refereeing for people. I think it's more so in the regio. I'm not sure about other areas, but definitely in the regio. People will come up to us like, we've just done this ritual to find out what this item does and this is happening and this is happening. And, you know, magic shit happens at the Regio. Mm. Plot happens at the Regio. Um, I get to live vicariously through so many people and see so many snippets of plot and see what's going on from like a fly on the wall perspective, which is like, this is perfect. I don't need to do anything. I just need to sit here and process things and watch it like popcorn all fold out. This is great. You would not catch me playing again full time. Yeah. It is far more interesting for me to sit as a fly on the wall and be like, let me live vicariously yeah. through all your lovely characters. Thank you. Yeah. It's like the perfect like people watching situation. Oh, yes. I just feel like, wow. This is wonderful. <laughs> Entertainment for a full weekend. <laughs> yeah, because for people who don't know, like non-Empire Go is like there's only one Regio in the entire uh field. camp right in the entire yeah. field right so you you get to see what every single nation is like up to and what they're casting and things like that so everybody doing their sneaky like 11 o'clock at night rituals like you know whisper gallery things and whispers for the black gate and what rituals they're putting on generals and all that stuff and stuff that isn't necessarily regio related but they come to us to like look at a curse on an item or do a skein of years or just something happens at the regio we're there we're watching it and oh it's great fun i love it i think the only other place i prefer being would maybe be in the hub but that would require me being a civil servant so yeah what about um because you you said you're making you're making props and things like that you you mentioned cosplay actually before we started um start recording do you not because what what kit because you just have like you just got your ref stuff on now do you miss like wearing your all the different kits or anything yeah because i think that is the biggest thing that i miss is because i put 
so much effort into following the brief and making it so unique to that character and to that nation and like outfitting it and getting little like beads pyrographed and like I've got black hair right I would have to keep my hair the color of my character's hair for as long as I played that character because I, I can't really wear wigs too often because my head's yeah. too big don't at me um <laughs> all, all that like little attention to detail yeah but on the other hand I don't struggle to go to the toilet because I've got too many layers on. I don't have to take plate cha- plate or chain off. I don't have to like go, oh, my boots are wet from yesterday. Oh, I could have put those on again. I'm not strangling myself in bodices and, and collars and having to wrap up with cloaks. I can just go put my Berghaus coat on yeah. and then stick my ref jacket over the yeah. top. <laughs> it's comfort. And yes, I miss it. But now that I'm doing some like plot prod and doing props and costumes, Mm -hmm. I get to do that side of it and create something really cool that only needs to be worn for a short amount of time. And then I can go put my onesie back on and then I'm happy. Yeah. It's it's like, it's like, honestly, like the hearing all this this stuff, speaking to to yourself and other creepy way, it's like, it's like a theater product. It's like a lot. It's like a. Oh, it is. Audience participation theater backstage kind of stuff, isn't it? For for people who don't know, uh, the person who heads up plot production is a guy called Phil D'Souza, who works in theater. Yeah. And theater production. Okay. Makes sense. So. Those encounter tents and things like the Regio, it's theater. Uh, like, we're not kidding. It's theater. They are set up as you would do in an interactive theater experience, mm. which is why if you ever get a chance to do an encounter in an encounter tent, go and do it. 100%. You are missing out on yeah. some of these amazing set builds. If you go, now. Nah, I'm just going to go to the pub. Yeah. Honestly, like some of the stuff that's been cranked out of there, I, I can't. I can't like this looks like it's yeah. on a movie set. Yeah. It's like it sounds like because I've seen a couple of pictures and I've heard people's descriptions and I'm just like, I think it would be a dream to actually be able to see that because I mean some of the, the things already. So uh, last event we went um on a con- conjunction and mm. we saw we went to speak to a a herald mm. and. It was out in the woods and yeah. there wasn't, um, I mean, I, I don't think there was a huge amount going on set wise, but at the same time there was. Yeah. Because it didn't feel like there was 3000 people in a field next to us. It nope. felt like we were isolated and the, the smoke machine that was getting used made this herald look obviously unhuman like floating towards us and it was terrifying in the best possible way it had all the winter creepiness just just perfect and so you do like cool you know things cool special effects things and costumes do you do any of the the set dressing as, as well or do you like um decide kind of where certain things work when it comes Ooh. to matching certain costumes and special effects so no weirdly enough because i'm not a full-time member of plot prod or set dressing my partner who's currently out is 
Um, and he does a lot of the set dressing and works with people like Wookie and Phil D'Souza and other people on the plot prod team to do the set dressing. And the sets are normally dictated by what plot has requested. So we're like, I need this particular scene, go and set it up. With the stuff that I'm making at the minute, um, one piece has been requested by one piece of plot, another by another. But the costume that I'm doing, I've been given full creative liberties. Right. So, Autumn, you do a an audio version of the the Empire Wiki. What? Where did the the idea for that come from? I don't even know how long you've been doing it either. So, I can't take full credit for it because mm-hmm. it actually started out um, with somebody called Ian Horn. Mm-hmm. Um, as I know on Facebook, who longtime veteran LARPer, who around about the time that the spiral and the Black Plateau incidents were happening, um, wanted to do like recordings of the Winds of Fortune and Winds of War, um, just for like mostly radio plays type stuff. I got yeah. involved because I was like, well, I've done some voice acting in the past. I've got a pretty good recording setup. Let's have a go. Because w- what we really wanted to do was like a creepy version of the Black Plateau reading. Right. Because yeah. it was creepy. Yeah. Like the Black Plateau was something else. I loved that plot line. Um, and, you know, I think Ian wanted to continue doing it, but got a little one and quite busy. And so, oh, okay, cool. So I carried on doing it. And then went, this is actually really helpful for my ADHD because with the Winds of Fortune, Winds of War, it's a lot of text. It's a lot to take in. I thought, well, wouldn't it be handy to have like all of them as an accessibility aid? Because like there's going to be some people in the same position that I'm in. Okay, cool. And it actually started off with me doing all of them. Every single one, I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I, this is taking more time than my actual job. I, I can't. So I started, like, roping people into yeah. it and be yeah. like, do you want to come help out? And I don't actually, I can't actually remember when we started. Yeah. It hasn't been going, it hasn't been going for more than five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but bit by bit we've slowly built up a roster of people and yeah. we put it on on YouTube and then we put it on Spotify mm-hmm. or like another platform. And now we've got like a discord and a community and like a roster That's of so cool. people and people asking to audition. And mm-hmm. I'm like, we just hit past like 560 subs on the channel. And I'm like, how That's did awesome. this happen? Yeah. Like, what's happening? What's why do I have so many subs? And the answer is, is because a lot of people on that field are neurodiverse uh, or neurodivergent and find it useful. So yeah, yeah um, that's how it all started. It's, it's, and it's, it's the, the, the things with the wiki, it's, I things I enjoy, I enjoy reading by, mm. but it's so, cause it, it's so information dense. So much. It, it, that's the thing. And it, it's like, um, I speak to a lot of people that struggle with it, you know, and it's not, it's not so much the writing or I know, I mean, I have, I have ragged on the wiki quite a lot, but I, I'm not saying that I have a, I have a solution for being oh, no, like, no. I don't, I don't have, I don't have a solution. I know it's the good thing about the wiki is that, yeah, you can constantly, you can constantly change it. 
but for yeah for a lot of us like so um i, I know robin you're uh, you struggle with that amount of text especially if you have to do it if you're like if people are all oh, right well, this is happening at the next event you should go read this wiki and you you go on to it and you're just like because a lot of time robin don't you when i'm like oh the winds of war are out you should definitely read it and you just like i can just see you like scrolling you, you scroll to see how much there is before you even start reading you're yeah like, i i can't so i basically um i have dyslexia and if i need to read it i have to copy it all and paste it into something else with a dyslexia font yeah. and i tried it on a reader at one point as well um like and it's just so monotone it doesn't come through right and i was no. just like it's just i literally need to wait until oliver's read it and then he'll come and read it to me <laughs> if it's like just escape because i can't i can't read it all oh, and no, no. it's just it's too much um but yeah, so like obviously, like you said, like that's the 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 idea. I guess that's where the idea stemmed for with the 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 audio is to have it so that people who yeah cannot read that much information have got a way of actually listening to it. It's also yeah. the time, I guess, as well. Like, I mean, the time it takes to read through it yeah. all, being yeah. able to listen, it's just <laughs> yeah. I mean, like some people think it's as simple as okay. The fortunes have dropped. ELA will come out with a version of it in a couple of days. And it's like, not quite. So the way it used to be is that all the fortunes and walls were written slightly differently until Raph, love him, bless him, went, we're not writing this so it can be read out loud. We're writing this so it can be read. So what used to happen is we'd get the fortunes and we'd have to edit the full entry to make it work to be read aloud because reading a sentence that's like two lines long on a sheet of a4 doesn't work so well if you're reading it aloud because you're literally doing this every single word and have to carry on and carry on and it doesn't work but i think raf eventually realized that and when we've started sort of altering how we're writing things a little bit Mm -hmm. and that is just a speculation um, because the writing (laughs) styles did change (laughs) (laughs) and there's a couple of different writers who write for pd Mm -hmm. so and we can pick up on normally who's written what because mm-hmm. it's significantly different writing oh, styles sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So, yeah, but it, it, it's a lot. Yeah. And it requires that, you know, when I say to people who come to audition or want to join up, I'm like, if you pass muster with the auditions mm-hmm. and you get onto the team, you've got to be available mm-hmm. because these take time. We've got it down to a pretty fine art now. Don't get me wrong. And readers know they read the script at least once. Uh-huh. They look at the words that they might have trouble pronouncing. Mm-hmm. And then they go and record it. And then they do their basic editing. So like editing out long pauses, big breath stops, mm-hmm. gasps, mistakes, re-recording that. Crying. <laughs> Crying. Going, oh, my God. The house of glory. <laughs> and if you're Sam Bradley, you record a quick quip at the end so that I can post it on the Empire Discord. Um, <laughs> and he caught me out a couple of times where I've missed it and it's made it through. Um, <laughs> nightmare. I love that. I love that. Um, then it comes to me. And then I'm like, right, okay, I've got to go produce the backing for it. I've got to put the EQ onto it listen to it once make sure there's no like huge mistakes in it balance out the audio pass it through premiere stitch it together 
extract the audio from the finished video to go onto the Spotify mm -hmm. and re-EQ it. Yeah. Upload it and render it to YouTube. <laughs> render it, <laughs> upload it to YouTube, and then, yeah, then they're out there in the world. Mm -hmm. With the Winds of War, it's not so bad mm -hmm. because it's like between three and six. Winds of Fortune can be like 26. Yeah. That's a lot to the point where I'm like, me and normally Chris Payne mm -hmm. are sat on a Wednesday furiously getting the last couple out because what people don't realize is we get the wins when everybody else does that's what I was going to ask like do you you literally have to wait until they come onto the wiki like you don't get yep. them like beforehand so you can nope. like you know, record a few things nope we get them like everybody gets them when they're written it's mm -hmm. not like they're waiting to release them. When they're, oh, they're done, done they're they done yeah. and they go out the door. And that's when we get them. Because if they gave us to the if they gave them to us in a draft state, they'd be wrong. Yeah. So yeah. there's no point sending it to us early. Mm -hmm. But you know, we have got a couple of people on the team who I can go, right, how are we looking for drafts? When are the next ones coming? And we'll get like maybe a few clues. Oh, so you got a bit of an inside track then to be like, Yeah, yeah. like we'll get a clue about when it's dropping. Mm -hmm. So and you we'll can at least like, like free up a couple of days after yeah. time to record and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And we'll get a general idea of how long it might be. Mm -hmm. um, but because wins kind of follow on event after event, we have the rough idea of how many we're expecting. So we put bets down on how many wins of fortune we're going to get. And we can normally go, well, we've not had like, winds of magic and plenty yet so those are still going to come oh, right, and yeah. Yeah. you know that's happening in that area so that's definitely going to be mentioned mm -hmm. um we've been lucky this time around because of what's happened making the sign of the cross um <laughs> <laughs> oof rip um mm. we only had three winds of water record yeah fantastic yeah. nobody really needs to do a lot yeah but we're two <laughs> weeks away <laughs> we have no fortunes so it's either going to be under 20 or over 25 those are my two guesstimates at this point oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> so yeah it's um it's a lot and we yeah. have to we have to dedicate time to doing it has it increased over the time you've been doing like are there more now or is it usually around about the same there's loads now yeah loads there there weren't so many back when i started doing it although that could be me with rose tinted glasses yeah um but as far as i can remember there used to be less yeah. winds of war winds of fortune yeah um i mean i mean i, I honestly like that because those winds I, I don't know whether it's just because i pay more attention now because I'm, I'm i'm not a new player now but I, I, was, yeah. I was paying attention to the winds when they were coming out this year and i was just like oh my god they're like coming out like a 48 hours before the actual event like what's yep. <laughs> how yep. on earth do you just go oh yep. we need to because i'm assuming that obviously the the, the plot writing team are under a, a pressure as well and oh, they're yeah. like we need to get this out and we've got so many to do so i can totally imagine that they're not even thinking about you <laughs> they're, they're oh, not even though. thinking about you guys yeah like... they and and bloody hell don't think about us like if we get them out we get them out yeah like yeah. the writers are under such pressure mm -hmm. to get them out all before the event that's why they've got like a little cast of writers yeah uh, because leaving that all on like one person yeah. like matt or raf would break them 
yeah um yeah. it's too much so yeah like no guys crack on we get them when we get them mm-hmm. it it is what it is and yeah. If the worst should happen, and I don't have any readers available, yeah. uh, I'll be up on Wednesday night recording the last ones, and I'll do my damnedest to get them out. Yeah. Um, if, if you ever had to be like, oh yeah, I'll just like record, I'll just do whatever, I'll do this one, I'll do a live stream and just <laughs> just just read it from the screen for people. I have recorded ones off my phone. Yeah. <laughs> in a hotel. Yeah. Because that has been the size of it, and like, it's getting out. Whether we like it or not, it's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. So yeah. Uh but thankfully, because of the amount of people that I've got on staff mm-hmm. for it, we can spread it out and mm-hmm. it's not so frantic. Yeah. But it tends to be that because a lot of the volunteers that we've got for ELA are players, um they're packing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. So they wanna like get into the headspace and get the cars packed and mm-hmm. you know so it tends to be like down close to the wire there's a small cadre of people inside ELA mm-hmm. who are just like we'll get this done by hook or by crook yeah and two team members did so well last event that I gave them two open tickets I was like you absolutely smooshed that um please take my tickets that i'm never going to use i have no other way of recompensing you thank you <laughs> like you said it's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot to go through as well like cause, like you say it's 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 um like even when you're like editing a podcast a lot, a lot of the time i don't have to edit too much but you'd like obviously you have to sit through the full the full duration of it to check that everything's okay and i bet you're yeah. like well everything's recorded now I have to sit through four hours. <laughs> of, yeah. even, if it, even if it's completely fine, I don't need to touch it. I still have to sit through it, at, a, it. at an absolute minimum. I mean, I can stick it on like double speed, three times speed and get through it pretty quickly. Yeah. If it's a newer reader, it's it, if it's people that I've worked with for a long time, it's easier because I know what their cadence is. I know how they like to set stuff up and they get better at editing their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there has been situations where I've gone, I don't have time. I've I've applied an EQ, listened to 30 seconds and gone, I trust that you've gotten this right. And okay. then thankfully it's gotten out and it's been absolutely okay. Mm-hmm. But we're now at the point where like every person who reads to me has a, an EQ profile mm-hmm. in my version of Adobe Auditions. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sat there tweaking it. It's like, nope, that's Sam. Apply that because <laughs> yep. that's what that's what Sam yep. needs. It sounds yep. like it's good that you've got a little community because that's what I sometimes I sometimes I, I read it <laughs> and I can't even pronounce some of the stuff in my head sometimes if I'm especially yeah. if I'm not if I'm not especially if it's something to do with you know the Wintermark side of the game that I have no yeah. idea on that I read this thing and it's in Wintermark lore and I have I'm like I don't even know how to even make sense of that in my head never mind <laughs> read out loud so I guess it's good yeah. that you've got a little community there that people can be like uh just reading about this how do I say this I... <laughs> and that's the thing like Empire does have a, a, a like a cursory pronunciation guide on the wiki yeah wait they do yep (laughs) there is one but it's not for everything okay so like if it's a complicated finnish word Mm -hmm. i'm like right i think the root language of that place name is finnish i'll go run it through a translator and be like i used to speak a little bit of finnish i get an idea of how to pronounce this yeah and then say if something's like um dutch i'll pass it to somebody in the ela team who speaks dutch or whatever they speak, yeah. um, and just go, how the hell 
do we pronounce that? And they'll record it and send it back to us. Yeah. yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, as long as people know what you're talking about, does it really matter? Yeah, because who's the authority on that? Because technically, like, the players would be the authority in it because they're the ones Correct. talking about it. Right. <laughs> and there's been heated discussions about this because, mm-hmm. like, so my character was in Navarre. Some people said Brocelliand and some people say Brocelliand. <laughs> right i would fight people because it's brocheliand <laughs> right it's brocheliand yeah no it's definitely brussels it's not a soft c it's a, it's a it's a k sound brocheliand and it's like does it really matter no not really it, for stuff like that it's place names you know we try to get it as right as we can for character names because yeah well, to, to me that's much more important yeah. that i yeah. that i get someone's name right yeah um, but for the rest of the text, like it has to be as accurate as possible, as easy to listen to as possible. And, you know, we can't be mispronouncing simple things because yeah. then you lose the meaning of the text. Yeah. But for nouns, for some of them, it's just like, say what you say, what comes to mind at that point, yeah. if none of us know. Yeah, um, exactly. Like yeah. I said, there's no real thing. Did you have to like, then have you ever had to like message like a player and be like, Hey, how do I, how do I pronounce your, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> your name? Like you said, yep. you don't want to get that wrong because no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of get used to it because like, mm. say if you've, you've got to win a war with or win a fortune with like a brass coast name in it, mm-hmm. you know, it's da guerra. And you follow that. Mm-hmm. If it's Wintermark, it's almost probably gonna gonna end in Dottier if it's a femme presenting character. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been certain situations where there's been funny, funny place names, fu- like funny readings of certain things. Like there's Olgaf's Dottie's Hall um, in Wintermark, which some people would pronounce as Oglaf Dottie's Hall. And for people who know the meaning of Oglaf, it's it's like don't say that, <laughs> please don't record that. Um, but for actual names of people, some of them can get a little bit difficult and you've got to go check with the character if you can, because then you're having to hunt down somebody. Hunt down the character, yeah. Like, who is that? Who knows them? Like, does anybody else know? Mm. Um, on the whole, it's, it's not a huge concern. We normally get it right. And because it's not normally just a first name yeah. it'll be first name and then either second or middle and last yeah. and then where they're from yeah even if we pronounce it wrong god forbid uh people normally know who the hell we're talking about so yeah it's not yeah. so bad I, I guess that's the thing like as long as like the, the information the important information is getting across so people can actually hear it and understand it and you know like yeah like we're all human you know some things are yeah. going to be pronounced differently and we've all got like different cadences and things like that as well so we'll all say things slightly differently so yeah. some place names are pronounced differently anyway slightly so. differently <laughs> yeah yeah and that's fine like we don't we really don't mind too much about that if i know a handful of people who will pronounce the same thing in empire completely differently and that's fine yeah. we all know what you're talking about yeah exactly. so yeah it's just making sure that the actual audio quality is good and the rate of speech and your cadence and your pattern is as accurate and as easy to listen to as possible like you yeah. said cause it's, you, you're 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 putting it across as an accessibility tool you know as well so you know it's it's i, I never actually thought about that yeah because when they're when they are writing it up and like you said it's some of them are writing it to be read 
not spoken aloud because it's more of a mm. game information type thing. But yeah. when you're listening to something, you want a bit of a narrative, don't you? You want a bit of yeah. a, oh yeah, this is the, because that, that's, that's how I look. I think that's why I don't tend to get on with it that well is because I get on better if it's like a Winds of War and my character's invested because yeah, I can, if there yeah. isn't the story there, I can inject the story into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. sometimes I'll read other, I'll try and we read other Winds of Fortune that I have no I don't know what's going on. I don't know what, what's happening. I don't know. I have no idea. Half the names, I'm like, I'm going to have to follow these links so I don't know where that is. And yeah. then by the time I've done that, I've kind of lost my train of thought on what I think <laughs> about what what's going on here. And I'm just yeah. like, uh, no, never mind. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask a character about it. It'll, It'll be, be fine. Fun. Yeah. It's why I kind of like when people do the small bullet-pointed TLDRs on them and go like, this is the core information that you need out of this. Mm-hmm. Follow it up yeah. if you want. Yeah. Done. But some people like the fluff and the narrative. And I love the narrative on a lot of them. And there's some that I end up reading that I'm like, I don't care about this. (laughs) I'm human. Yeah. I I don't I don't care about this. But that's fine. Like we try to make it as interesting to listen to as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. nobody wants to hear the shipping forecast. So it's best that we get people who are emotive with their speech mm-hmm. and and can narrate well mm-hmm. and you know don't treat it as though they're just reading a shopping list yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and, and i know that sounds harsh to some people and yeah. i feel bad when i have to turn people away and say i'm really sorry that either like the audio quality isn't good enough we can give you advice on where to like up your hardware or like soundproof your room so it's not bouncing all the time mm-hmm. Or we can give you resources on how to maybe um, narrate something a certain way or, you know, slow down your reading, speed up your reading, put inflection on certain things. But I feel like garbage when I have to tell somebody I'm really sorry. There's a lot of, t- it's a, there's a lot of text there. You know, it's a lot of, mm-hmm. it's, 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 a, it's a lot. It's not, it's not, um, yeah, it's not a, uh, a, a starter, a starter narrator no. set. It's, it's a lot of text with a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of place names that you might know where it is. You you're not going to be able to emote these are place names if you can't even pronounce it, and it's it's yeah, not it's, it's it's hard. It's not reading not reading a children's book. I mean, I've 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 used um I've used your stuff for like informative purposes because I I when uh in fact this uh event just passed, I was like I I was doing a bit of um kind of glance commanding, and I was like I need to basically I just I want to know what the conjunction opportunities are, mm. and then. Again, because it's informative, I'm like I read it and I'm like, okay, only about ten percent of that has actually gone yeah. in. So then, yeah. when I've been when I was driving around right before the event, I literally just had that winds of war on that winds of fortune on on just on loop <laughs> the whole time. Yep. So I was getting Listen every every single piece of information. I'm like, right, that that's that's yeah. the objective. That's the objective. But the thing with that is that I see where the pressure comes from because after the event. All that, inf- all that, specifically that one. All that information is redundant because it's already gone. It's, it's already happened. So. It's done. It's done. And that's the thing. Like we we produce them, we release them. Right. We get an initial hit when they get released, especially if it's something like what happened to the hounds. Right. Mm-hmm. The initial hit on that was like, oh boy, loads of people are watching this. Yeah. yeah. And we get a quiet period, right? And then on like the thursday of an event our listens will skyrocket yeah. because everybody's got it on in their car yeah, yeah. 
listening to it on the way down and yeah. they're just cycling because we can see like exactly what's being played yeah. and who's listening in real time so when we get past an event and they're done yeah. it almost drops to zero yeah. On those ones. And don't get me wrong, some people go through like a playlist to go, okay, that one happened, then that one happened, then that one happened. But it's not we we there's no rewatchability in them. Yeah. It's not and that's bad for the YouTube al like the YouTube algorithm. It's yeah. awful yeah, I was, for it. I was gonna ask, are you are you um thinking about doing any other like content that could be like evergreen to do with like Empire the Wiki or anything like that? We are. Um, so we've got a little project on at the minute to literally record the wiki. Um, yeah, <laughs> like record okay. the wiki. The we've thing. started and we're working through Eternals at the moment. We've mm -hmm. done some of the nations starting on the Eternals. Then what we want to do is like, if, if you've seen crash courses on YouTube mm -hmm. and it's like a little playlist of da 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 da, we want to start producing those. Mm -hmm. Like being like, how to get into magic, how to get into apothecary, how to whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, before we do those, we want to run it through with PD to make sure that the information is up to date and that no significant changes are coming mm -hmm. um, to any of those areas. The other thing that um, a team member has mentioned is they'd like to run or release an Empire-themed um, roleplay session between all the readers so we can do group reads. <laughs> That, that's that's a good idea yeah and i'm like that sounds really good that sounds amazing um we probably can't do it between events because <laughs> we're gonna be too busy yeah, yeah but it's a nice long dark project mm -hmm. where we can keep some of the keen alive and keep people's skills yeah. fresh yeah um when it comes to read so there's a couple of things dotted about that we're trying to do but again real life comes first yeah I, I like the so. idea of that are you, are you thinking like let's like, say you, you want to put the the like you're reading the wiki but some of it like you say eternals are you are you changing taking a little bit of artistic license with that and being like oh yeah this is because like you said the the the, the wiki kind of reads one way and if it's yeah. in audio form you're just like <clears throat> it might be better so if i described the eternal this way <laughs> The way that we'd probably want to do it is if we're describing Eternals is do it like a storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. So say yeah. if you were um, describing Wise Rangara from a Varushkin's point of view, I probably yeah. want to put in a soundscape with like a fire and crows cawing and put on a slightly Varushkin accent and pretend to be a wise one or something. Yeah. Um, yes. just, just to like give it that little bit of flavor. Yeah, I love that. But for, but for core mechanical stuff, that's like, these are the rules. This is no longer flavor text. These are the rules. You've got to be like direct to the point, succinct. Like you've got a bullet pointed voice so the information sticks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah you, yeah, you almost want the two different. I mean, you want, you want like basically shorter form, like this is the rule part of it. This is the eternal. Yeah. You're just like, oh yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, Soren. Blah, blah, blah. This is Soren, blah, blah, blah. And then you could be like, okay, this is our plan of potentiaries work. La la la, and they're two separate videos, exactly. maybe or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So you can have like more flavorful ones, and you can have more sort of uh, direct rules and mechanics-based ones. Yeah. And we, uh, the more mechanics-based ones, I probably operate like a crash course. Yeah, and be like, these are the key things to remember for this subject, mm -hmm. and here's where to find more information. Yeah, uh, but this is like your quick start list of mm -hmm. where yeah. to look and where to go and what to know. 
Um, but things like the Eternals and stuff are so flavorful in and of mm-hmm. themselves. There's so much opportunity there to have a little bit of yeah. artistic license with them, like you say, and and yeah. make them a little more. You know rich. what I like about that idea is that the is, is the search the search function function in uh, in YouTube is a little bit better than the search function in a wiki. wiki. So it's like I would be pretty confident being like I really want I really need to know about. Uh, Soren, Planet of whatever. Yeah. I'll, and just I type it as YouTube, but I guarantee it will just like pop up the video. It'll it's like this is literally the video that you are looking for. Um, yeah. Whereas the wiki is sometimes just like, was, I don't know, was this what you were looking for? That doesn't for? exist. It's like, <laughs> do you I want to create a Sorin, page? Yeah. <laughs> I type in Soren. It's like, no such page exists. And it goes into related pages, Soren. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god see like like before Why? for last summit i'm like i'm like trying to do like my winter eternal like studying you know the the, the day before um so i was typical <laughs> i was like going through all and everything and i was like okay and I'll, i i searched like winter eternal there's like no page found i was like like there's the right me. number of words there to, to come up with a page yeah and it's got all the related content i'm like that's the page and it's called it's called the thing i searched <laughs> i feel like this is a pattern because i feel like I, I can't remember what i searched it was, but it was something very very just fundamental in empire and i searched and it was just like nope no no idea what you're talking about i'm, I'm like no. it was just... when you were looking for a combat rule i remember this it was oh, a combat rule right, you were looking yeah. for and you were like combat um strike down uh that's right yeah because i yeah that's right i had to i think i I typed something like strike down i was like no no idea what you're talking about and then i literally had to be like type the word rules and then follow the thread oh jesus Jesus. but like talking about youtube search functions Mm -hmm. um so you know that some of the winds of war winds of fortune have got titles which are sometimes song names right yeah 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 so here's the thing. Uh-huh. When you do that and you name Winds of War and Winds of Fortune as song titles, some people will come looking for those song titles, not for your Winds of War. They will come looking for that specific t- song by Taylor Swift. I, spe- I was going to say, especially all the recent ones that have gone out. Hey, and then we get, we get the dislike bombed. We get dislike bombed. Mm-hmm. Oh. Dislike bombed. And it's actually... I mean, we're not making money out of it and we're not here to like grow a YouTube channel to monetization. But still, you're getting, like, oh, you're getting close. <laughs> um, we're, get, we're getting close. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's one of those scenarios where like when all the te- when all the Taylor Swift ones came out, we were like, mm-hmm. this might end badly. The three longest, is it three long, three longest, jo- three longest Johns or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the longest Johns. They had a, a particular song um that was uh same title as a wind of fortune and that one i'd wondered why it jumped up 500 views overnight mm-hmm. like why is that <laughs> ah one second literally like youtube searched the song name and mm. we're like the second oh, video really I'm like oh no yeah. Yeah. i'm just gonna like alter the like the keywords on that to make yeah. sure that doesn't happen but there's only so far you can take it so. yeah i mean I, I wouldn't even know how i mean you i guess you could I guess you could like put the title on the thumbnail and not in the title but it's like, like, i was yeah. thinking yeah like thumbnail title like like, like make it like, like on the, the actual thumbnail but then yeah. like the actual title just being more generic yeah. but like again because that's the thing because i remember like coming through and i was like reading like all the titles and i was like 
wait a minute. I was like, oh, these are old Taylor Swift songs. songs and then yeah. I didn't realize. It took us an embarrassingly long time. Now, <laughs> I didn't realize that was a thing with all of them until you literally not with, said it. Sorry, not with all of them. It's okay. a Raph thing and Raph does it. Oh, okay. Um, more often than not, Raph. Um, <laughs> I put it on his Patreon recently. I was like, you are hurting my YouTube views. Lord Raph, please stop. Um, it, it's not with all of them, mm-hmm. but it is with a good subset of them. And now you've noticed it, you'll start looking for it. Yeah. You'll yeah. be like, yeah, where are these song titles from? Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, it's one of the impacts, but because we're not trying to make money and we're not trying to super increase our views or anything to go beyond the target market of empire empire yeah. yeah it's not too bad but still we do get really angry comments sometimes we do get dislike bombed like oh the like, internet but, <laughs> yeah we've had people going this isn't the song what the beep are you doing you know um and i'm like you can read from the description what this is right? also it's the time it's taken you to type <laughs> yeah. this comment you could have found the actual song you could have gone away and got on with your day, you know. Oh, oh the <laughs> so, internet! Yeah. Internet. Why did we do it? Oh, the internet. The internet. Anyway, we're we're <sighs> we are at time. Uh, autumn. Is there anything else you want to plug? Do you want to tell people where they can find um, your YouTube and uh, any other platforms that you have? Yeah, so um, we are on YouTube. If you search for Empire LARP Audio, we are also on Anchor. So that's Spotify's podcast platform. So if you pop onto Spotify and search for the Empire LARP Audio, um, you can find nearly uh, all of our updates since the start of the year there. Um, And we also have a Discord. So if you go onto our recent video on our YouTube channel uh, entitled ELA Discord, you can find the link to join up there. Excellent. I'll put all the appropriate links as well in the description of this episode as well. Autumn, it's been a pleasure. It's been fun. That time flew by. We'll have to we'll have to have you on again sometime and, and chat yeah, more because we, we went. There, there was a lot. There was a lot of ref, ref chat that I wanted to. I wanted to keep talking about refing as well. I was like, no, we need to talk about your YouTube channel. So so hopefully maybe one day you'll come back on. Uh, yeah. Right. We'll say goodbye to the podcast, everyone, shall we? Yeah. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for stopping by. If you want to go check out the Empire LARP audio channel the links are in the episode description if you liked this episode please consider following and subscribing so you know when a new episode is posted until that time though you can go and check out some of our other content that we have done until the next time though we love you and stay safe